Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Well, we have a listener um, that has a question about what is your day like now, right? You just talked about how you scaled your business and you are to that point now where you're working every day and, and doing your business full time and you're really focused on that. Um, so what is your day like and, and how, how, how does that look? How does it look? Uh, usually I get up at like 5.30, 6 a.m. with the kids as a zombie. My wife's been up taking care of them at night. Get up, you know, give them breakfast, like basically half asleep. Um, my wife gets up, goes to work. She's a nurse. And then immediately my nanny comes and I get to work, right? The morning is my prime time. I'm working. So what am I working on, right? The my sales are affected by COVID. I'm selling event and related products, right? It's affected, but it's all good. Why? I read the profit first book. I am, I my, my business has cash. I can get through this downturn. It's all good. Long-term planner. So what am I doing? Uh, I'm designing packaging for my products right now. Um, I'm working with several different designers on that. I'm, I'm, um, scaling up my social media presence. I'm trying to get on TikTok. Uh, get my products to be trending on TikTok. So you know how they have those for your page. So they, they copy this dance. I want my product to be on one of those um, pages by an influencer so that everybody has to buy that product. So when they're at home bored making TikTok videos as everybody's protesting, they have to buy my product to do this dance. Like, you know, these sorts of strategies to, you know, essentially still make yourself relevant in this weird business environment. So I've got a few initiatives this year. One of them is in retail. One of them is in social media. So those are the main initiatives that I'm doing, regardless of what my sales are doing. You know, our, being business owners, our, our income goes up and down. But, uh, but I still have high hopes that, um, high beliefs that, you know, we're going to get through this and my business will too. So yeah, usually around like one or two, if the wind's doing good, usually I'll go kite surfing for an hour or two, come back, make dinner put the kids to bed, my wife goes to bed, and then I work for another two or three hours till midnight. That's my day, pretty much every day, regardless of weekend or weekday. <laughs> I love that. So let's talk about your strengths and weaknesses. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And how do you work on your weaknesses to overcome them? Yeah, one of my huge weaknesses, I'm like extremely blunt and uh, like almost to the point of being rude. And it's something I had to work on. It's like, hey, you have to be nice to people, Kevin. Like, you can't just tell them, you know, you have to be breaking easy to them if they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Another weakness is that uh, I have high expectations that everybody else can understand and learn as quickly as I can. And so I'm very forgiving or I'm very unforgiving when they can't learn as quickly as I expect them to do. So setting my expectations appropriately. Two main weaknesses. Um, strengths uh one strength that i have is that long-term thinker so i set you know long-term goals like i remember reading the four hour work week and it's you know there's so many books i read but that one just stands out in my mind because it's one of the first that propelled me down this journey now there's really nothing that really exists i don't intend to get to a four hour work week i'm not sure if i want to be there we need something to do in life but but that set, set me down a path of just really persistence and getting shit done. And also, you know, I had this path of getting a um, work-life balance and I've achieved that through being an entrepreneur, you know, being able to go kite surf in the, in the afternoon and work my house up in the morning and at night. 
and it's great. So that's been going on for five years, like having that goal, long-term goal and sticking to it, not just like, Hey, yeah, I don't feel like doing it today, you know, and, and just letting your business dissolve. It's because they're not motivated or, you know, just, they, they get distracted to something else, to another brand or another, you know, Hey, let's do print on demand today. And then they let their other business dissolve. If you, if you're constantly pivoting, you have zero focus and then you don't get anything done. So that's been really, um, really helpful to, to me for other strengths that I have. Um, here's another interesting thing. Um, so when I'm in business, there's, you know, Amy, I've, I've taken some of this from you, which is like, um, strategic times to like further your self-development and learn. So, you know, there's different podcasts I'll listen to or Ted talks. And, and so, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, cool. You know, after I make dinner, put the, put the computer away. It's like, okay, cool. It's time to relax. Maybe sometimes I'll have a little bit of time that I might actually be conned into watching TV with my wife. Right. And so she'll want to watch it. And I, what do I want to do? I just want to sit and like turn on YouTube and watch a Ted talk. Like, or yes. right. I know and, you and, and I, and even Andy, like, we're always like, we can message each other at 2am and we know that all of us will be up and yeah, about something yeah. like business related. And it's why we're great friends because we love this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we don't get tired of it. And we wouldn't rather yeah. watch TV. Like to us, that's not, that's not what it's about. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I love that about you. So we got to get into ninja tricks, right? What are your ninja tricks? You talked a little bit about the TikTok strategy. I saw a pretty cool video of a certain celebrity wearing your product and I showed it to my daughter and she was like, oh, wow, amazing. So give I us your ninja tricks on promoting products. Ninja tricks. Uh, what are your know. favorite? your favorite tips and tricks on promoting so, your products? So recently I've been uh, really getting in, you know, reaching out to so many different influencers. And one thing that I've learned is that influencers, we all think that we have to pay them, but in fact, you know, or either we have to pay them like an upfront fee or we have to pay them a commission through a, um, what should we call it? Like a percentage for a custom link for them to go to our website and they get a percentage of our revenue. Some of them, if you if you have an assistant, they can reach out to a mass spread of them and knows how to weed through them. A lot of them, they just feel like important by being a part of a brand. So they'll do it for free. And so I've been doing that recently. And that's been really cool because it 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 helps them build their audience because they feel like they're exposed to my brand. You know, they're important. They feel important because they're part of a, a larger brand and they're getting free stuff, which is really minimal cost. So that's been really cool um, for me. What else? Ninja trick. One thing that I've done a lot of is, this is on Amazon specifically, is the main image, right? So I am also a photographer. So being able to really experiment and just perfect that main image. Um, done different case studies where you show like the, uh, the, the main page, the search page, and you know, you show yours and you, you Photoshop it in there and say, hey, pick out which product do you think you'd buy, right? <clears throat> Um, that's been great because, again, uh, I've have I've had quite a few copycatters, and it's just so freaking annoying that I can't protect about against that. But I'm still trying to put a definitive advantage against myself because that's what I want—an unfair advantage in everything that I do. <laughs> so, an unfair advantage on you know having the right photo 
some of these products that I'm selling are really hard to take photos of, believe it or not. So um, what else? Unfair advantage. Again, I mean, that's kind of the ninja check in, pro in progress right now. I'm going into retail. Now, if you think about how, you know, it's hard to get into retail, some of these big box retailers. So, and I'm like an affluent businessman who speaks English straight up. You know, all of my other Chinese counterparts that are trying to knock off my products, do you think they even have a chance of doing that? Oh, no. They don't have even a single chance. So I consider that a ninja trick to, to pivot into retail. Um, other ninja tricks is writing my own software to deal with this stuff. Uh, I really would rather write, write my own piece of software rather than buy it. I drive uh, frugality into my business and everywhere that you can. If you've ever, if you have a chance, read the book Profit First. That has totally affected my business in the last six, eight months. I just paid my tax bill today for like the estimate extension and all that. And it was all allocated. I had the money. There was no surprise. It was all expected. It's all good. That is amazing. Can't stress that enough. That's awesome. <clears throat> Absolutely, Kevin. So well, something I love to talk about is because, you know, everybody, you know, all, all the Amazon gurus, all the e-commerce gurus are always talking about, you know, the, the, the seven figures, the Lamborghinis, all that. They never talk about how hard it was to, to get to where they are. So what were some of the, and, and a lot of times they'll, you know, they might talk about like some business struggles, but you know, it's very rare that you also hear about like some of the personal challenges, any like major personal or, you know, I mean, business challenges are part of that. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, your, your business is part of your personal life. Any, any major issues while you were, you know, either starting or running your business and, and, you know, maybe that's something that somebody can learn from that. The one that comes to mind is for me is when to become a full-time entrepreneur. So I was talking to a buddy about this and, and he gave me this analogy of, um, of Batman. There's one of the Batman sh uh, movies where he's stuck in a cave and he has this rope hanging down and you can like climb the side of the cave, right? And so what he'd do is he, he ties this rope around his waist and as he's climbing the side of the cave, which is really difficult, and if he falls, he's not going to fall to his desk, but he's going to bang his head against the wall as he's saved by this rope, right? And so that was essentially me, um, you know, working my full-time job remotely as a software engineer and also building my business for the last four or five years. And it's really held me back in, in the growth I could have achieved running a full-time business, you know, as my main, my main gig. So what does Batman do to eventually get out of this cave? He removes the rope. He just says, fuck it, I'm gonna commit and I'm gonna get out of this cave because I know that there's nothing there to save me. So he knows that his life is on the line and he gets out. So that rope was my full-time job, right? It's holding me back. There is weight. It was, it was holding him, it was even that much more weight to carry that rope up around his waist as he's climbing the cave, but it was also there to save him. So that was a serious, um, personal struggle and, and luckily my employer solved it for me by just laying me off and and it was great <laughs> so yeah. uh it was actually uh it was a day where i they delivered the news to me and i was like oh my god thank god because i don't know if i would, could have quit it was too you know it was too chill of a job i could work remote and just manage both things at once and i remember going to my wife and i was like oh my god this might be one of the best days of my life 
So yeah, I, I remember hearing about it and, and, uh, you, you weren't sad at all. And that's where I knew as I told you too. remember, I said, Hey, that, you know, this is going to be a blessing. I can tell already because of the, just the way that you reacted. Right. I mean, totally. sometimes you get these little pushes in life that are, you know, if, if you don't do it yourself, sometimes it, it, it happens for you. It was kind of similar with my job when I finally quit, even though I should have done it years ago, you know, I had a seven figure app business that if I would have done full time, probably would, would have been a, a, you know, eight or nine figure app business. But, um, you know, yeah. I had a, a similar, you know, I didn't get laid off, but similar type of situation where I was just like, it's, events happened at work where I was like, I can't put up with this anymore. And uh, it's, it's kind of crazy how that works. But I absolutely love that analogy. Um, and, and that's a great share. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so some, some other questions that we got from, from people listening, which I, is why I love having people, um, you know, live is, what would you do differently? Like looking back, like if you had to start, you know, start over again, you know, whether it's e-commerce or whatever it is, you know, that you feel like you wanted to do in the past, like, would you do anything differently in terms of, you know, running your business, starting your business? Uh, I, I assume, you know, quitting your job earlier probably would have been, you know, one of them, but anything else? Yeah. There's one thing that comes to mind. Um, like most of you have probably watched majority of the shark Tank episodes. And one of the things that they've always said was like, hey, the, um, they'd say, hey, you have all these products, what's the best seller? And then, you know, it's like the 80-20 rule, essentially, right? We've mentioned previously how I had all these SKUs and I essentially, I still do have a lot of SKUs, but I'm paring them down. And it's been, it's actually been several years that I've known of this 80-20 rule. Essentially, it means that 20% of the, 20% 20, 20 of your products um, generate 80% of your revenue and 80% of your products generate 20% of your revenue. And so that was a rule that I knew about, you know, and essentially the shark, the sharks say, Hey, for the 80% that are generating little revenue, get rid of them, focus on those 20% and sell them around everywhere. Right? So there's a couple different thoughts to it. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking, Hey, if I have more products, I look like a more established brand a more trusted brand. People will come to me for, you know, a lot of stuff, but then it also, it's, it's more difficult to manage. You have to have software, which you know helps, but it's still, there's more inventory tied up for all those. There's, there's more money tied up in inventory for all those different products. And it's a cash flow game. It's a, a being a, a consumer product, goods company it's a cash flow game so finances are important so anyways um it's taken me years to actually recognize that that 80 20 rule applies to me and i actually need to take action and to actually do it so that's been something that i wish i would have done earlier and so yeah when i'm taking my products to retail i'm taking just those 20 percent and pushing them to retail the rest of them are basically off my PO sheets and i don't yeah. plan to reorder as much, you know, they're still contributing revenue, but you know, in reality, it just it doesn't make sense to, to, to not focus. Yeah. Kevin, I think you made a lot of good points and, and we've talked about this a lot because I, we have the same problem, right? We have like 800 SKUs. So what's been awesome yeah. though lately with uh, the only thing awesome probably out of the pandemic is, you know, we've been selling a lot of old inventory that's been sitting that, you know, we, we've, we, we've disposed of some, but you know, we didn't have the heart to dispose of, of some, some of the other stuff. And uh, we're glad now because some of that stuff's moving, but it's so great because, you know, uh, I, we're paring down, we're doing the same thing. We're, we're, we're applying to 80, 20 as well. And just getting rid of all this, you know, excess inventory, excess SKUs, you know, it, it's, yeah. it, if you have the, 
the systems in place and the, and the staff in place and, you know, you're a fairly large company, having a lot of SKUs probably wouldn't be a big deal. But as a smaller company, less than five employees or something like that, you know, the more uh, SKUs you have, the less you can, you know, the harder it is to optimize the listing, to get a good photo, to like do all these basics that are really, really important that are almost impossible. I mean, that's one of the reasons I built Seller SEO is because I just couldn't manage it, you know, the, 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 the way everybody else is. Um, so I'm also like doing the same exact thing, paring down, trying to get really focused to me. I think the sweet spot for products is like, you know, 10 to 20, maybe really, you know, niching down, being the expert in whatever you're doing, right? If, if you get, you know, niche down enough or you've created your own product and you, you have accessories for that product or compliments, uh, you know, complimentary products, that's kind of the, the dream and the ideal, right? Because then you can really laser focus on that. You know, your, your persona, you know, who you're selling to, you know, your audience, you know, all that you can iterate on your, on those products. You can do, you know, products that, like you said, um, you know, feed off of each other. Um, so, you know, those are two different ways to do it. You can either go wide or go focused. Looking back, I would, I agree with you completely, Kevin. I would have gone way more focused. I also have products that have expiration dates, right? <laughs> so that's uh -huh. another thing a lot of people yeah. don't realize is, you know, if you have products that are either trending type products or products that have a shelf life or, uh, you know, can expire, things like that. Those are the, a lot of things people don't, don't think about. You know, if you buy a product that, like that's why we started shifting a lot more into like survival office products, things like that. Cause that never expires, right? People are always going to need those products. So that's another thing to think about is, you know, if you go into a market where you're having, I mean like grocery and then grocery is a huge, um, you know, category right now that a ton of people are jumping into. But what a lot of people don't realize is that's a risky, risky category because if you are, you know, say in this area, we have a lot of eggs, right? A lot of, a lot of egg, uh, um, uh, distributors and, and, uh, wholesalers and things like that around here. But you know, eggs have a shelf life. If all of a sudden people, there's a new diet out that says, Hey, if you eat eggs, it makes you sick and gain weight. And all of a sudden people stop buying eggs and you've got, you know, a warehouse full of eggs that expire in two weeks, you're out that money. So, you know, that's also something to, to think about. There's so many little intricacies there in, in picking products, picking a category and things like that. Um, that being said, uh, any other advice, Kevin, to like, you know, sellers starting out like some, you know, some pitfalls and, or some basics that you can, you can, you know, share with people on, you know, how you think you should, they should get started. In my opinion, uh, there's so many people that they just want to like research, research, and just really make everything perfect. And it's just, so it's just complete opposite from how I approached it. I want progress. I want instant gratification. I want to make the first sale in the first hour, if possible. How fast does it take for this little handmade thing to get to Amazon? Can I sell it in the, in the next hour? I know that's sort of hyperbolic, but you know, just like trying to remove blockages. Um, like if you're blocked by, um, but yeah, in, uh, what is it? Any bad decision is better than any indecision. And I couldn't believe, I couldn't agree with that more. However, yeah. There's one thing that I think is really common with um, people in our, in our industry, which is they, they're just like, well, screw it. I'm just going to buy it. I'll buy 3,000 of them. And then they're stuck with a product that's not selling. Like, that's really common. So, yeah, like do that rapid prototyping, that rapid iteration process. But try to do it at small scale and validate it before you move to larger amounts. Because then you'll be stuck with all that product in your garage, just sitting on it and selling it a loss or detraching it. 
Would you guys agree that that's like really common? Yeah, for sure. And, and, and when you were saying that, it just, I just ran into a quote yesterday, the day before that, uh, I thought was, 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 was awesome because I, you know, this is sort of how I operate. And like you said, there are, you know, pluses and minuses to it, but it's uh, it's general patent. It was a good plan violently executed right now is far better than a perfect plan executed next week. Yep. So when you're starting out, I definitely agree with that quote. Now, once you're into your business, that, you know, that might not be the, the, the same, but so many people are, you know, the, the analysis paralysis and, and, you know, always coming up with a roadblock or an excuse like this isn't perfect. That isn't perfect. You know, I don't have my soul. My, my Facebook page isn't set up yet. It's like, who gives a shit people just try it. Get your, I mean, some of the, some of the biggest mistakes <clears throat> looking back in my life is just the fear, right? Just the fear to get started. So many people have that fear. And once you, yeah. you know, once you pass that fear, once you fail, once you have that first failure, you're like, oh, it's really not that bad. You know, in your mind, you, it's 10 times worse than the reality, right? Like failure is always yeah. like so much worse in our mind. We always create that failure that's so much worse in your mind than in reality. So I feel like that is such a great quote. And, uh, and, and folks, I think uh, between Amy and I and Kevin, that's, you know, some of the best advice we can give you guys. We're not, we're not saying go buy 2000 units, just like Kevin said, that's why we love this sourcing small thing, right? Because it lets you violently execute that plan right now, right? It's not perfect, but it's going to get you out the door. And that's going to be far better than the 90% of people who sign up for their seller central account and never post a single product. So guys, that's, you know, that's what we want to leave you guys with. Now, that being said, Kevin, we talked about this a, a, a little bit before, but uh, you know, let people behind the curtain because I feel like so many people, you know, their lives get changed so much by, you know, what they consume. So what are your favorite books? You already mentioned for our work week podcast, motivational materials, kind of things that, you know, help people uh, along the way. I think personal development was another thing that, you know, if somebody asked me if I could redo in my twenties, if I would have, you know, done more personal development, I would have been so much further along than I, than I, you know, than I am now. Yeah. Well, um, let's see, probably if you go on Amazon, just look at the top, I don't know, what is it? The top business books, like uh, the top five or 10 influential properties. God, I forgot the name of the books now. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Richest Man, Man in Babylon, um, Economics 101. That was really interesting, uh, really pertinent to the political climate we're in right now. Um, what else? Marketing, Marketing 101. I think you got me turned on to that one, Andy. I really like that podcast. I'm, of course, listening to Tim Bush's podcast on the shelf. Love that thing. Um, I listen to TED Talks, too. So, like, we listen to all these books on, like, finance and, and, uh, and, and like, e-commerce entrepreneurship or podcasts, marketing podcasts. Uh, but there's a lot of things that are left out as far as, like, emotional intelligence when it comes to managing a team or to, like, you know, actually interacting with, like, large retail buyers those sort of things are really important. They have a lot of TED Talks on that, which is, you know, something where for some reason I just, I sit down at the couch and I watch it on my TV rather than on my computer because I have YouTube on my TV. So it's, it's almost like, hey, rather than watching, you know, whatever that next season of the useless, you know. And Handmaid's Tale, that's what my wife is into right now. And I was like, yeah. so with the world being so depressing already, I'm like, do you really, like, I like will leave the room when she puts that show. And it's riveting, it is. It's like, I want to, you know, they've got all these gotchas, but yeah, it's it's just like, I don't want that extra, you know, weight on me. <laughs> yeah, but also, um, 
Amy got me turned on to Facebook groups. And I think I'm part of like freaking 2000 Facebook groups or something. And it's insane. And like just the, the information that's fed from you that from there and different perspectives. And uh, yeah, that's been, that's been such a cool asset. And, you know, we used to have forums back in the day, like, you know, forums, you have to log in each one differently, but Facebook has done it so well that they actually have it all in your feed now, all in Facebook and the Facebook groups that are now, now the new forums. So that's so cool. You can, you know, not only can you do it with business, but you can do it with um, like your audience, with your target audience, your different niches. So you can validate products in there. You can ask the customers what they think of a product. You know, if you, as long as it doesn't sound like it's a solicitation. Um, you can learn about business through different memes, right? So one of the things that I struggle with is like on a daily basis, if I'm trying to change a habit or something, I need to be reminded on a daily basis. So, you know, I've tried like put a, a like a meme or a photo on my wall to help remind me like, hey, Kevin, don't be so rude and be so blunt to people, right? So that'd be one of the things that I would put on my wall previously. But what happens is it almost becomes another picture frame on your wall and you don't realize it after the first week. It's just there. You don't even acknowledge it. But if you're on like some of these positive groups on Facebook, they're feeding you different content every day to reinstill that back into your brain and, you know, every day. And if you do that times a thousand groups for business, for positivity, for emotional intelligence, for, you know, finance, for investing, for real estate investing. It's just like this bit, Facebook now becomes less of a tool for, you know, politic bullshit and, you know, friends, babies, which is cool too, but, but, and more of a tool for business and personal development. If you can curate your feed to be like that, it's so cool. And then also download that little uh, plug-in for Chrome to get rid of politics from Facebook. Yeah. I love that too. Yeah, see, that's one of the yeah. that's one of the things. Well, getting banned from Facebook was was one of the reasons I was involved less in Facebook. But <laughs> uh, I've really enjoyed LinkedIn. I mean, that's why I like LinkedIn is because you're taking. I mean, you know, with what's going on now, the politics and things are spilling over into LinkedIn now, which is frustrating. But yeah. I get it because it's all encompassing. I mean, it's you know, as Americans, we're all in this now. So it, th that's a little bit frustrating, but that's why I've been really loving LinkedIn is because as a business person, I feel like I, I'm getting the most value out of that. Um, a podcast see, I feel the, like LinkedIn is so spammy. <laughs> it's uh, like, well, in the so groups, the, the groups. Oh, yeah, the groups. The groups are, yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, the, and I the, haven't dabbled that much in LinkedIn groups. So I'm going to have to get into that more. The groups are pretty scam are, are pretty spammy. I don't feel like the, the, the conversations, like the, the feed personal feeds are that bad. Um, uh. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Kevin, one uh, podcast and, and everybody else check this podcast out is the Life Coach School. I, I know it's it seems like a weird, you know, unless you're a life coach, you're like, why would I listen to this podcast? But Kevin, you were talking about like the, the daily, you know, like the keeping your mind straight and positivity and things like that. If you guys want a great podcast for that, especially during these times, you know, where, you know, there's so many, so much depressing stuff going on. There's so much, you know, negativity. It's such a great um, you know, positive uh, message coming out of out of her, and she's got a ton of great uh, kind of like life hacks on on how to keep your mind straight. So check that out, guys, if you haven't uh, yet. Um, anything else, Kevin? I know you mentioned some great books. I mean, like you know, Rich Dad Poor Dad, Amy and and I and, and everybody else who's been on here. I pretty much like that's the Bible, right? So in I terms of business. Yeah, I think that this one is really pertinent. If we have a lot of beginners on here, they're like trying to get into like, let's say they're trying to open an Amazon company. They're likely considering other investments as well, right? They might be considering maybe a, uh, 
um, real estate investment, as the economy turns down, they might be looking for a deal on buying a business or buying a restaurant that's been freaking overrun by the protesters. I don't know, right? But here's the thing. Whoever you're getting advice from, consider where their income is from. This is from the Rich Dad, rich dad Quadrant, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, whatever. Um, cash flow Quadrant. But cash flow Quadrant, yeah. The author is sort of weird if you look at interviews from him, but his content is so cool, um, Robert Kiyosaki. But anyways, uh, if you look at, you know, you have to consider where the person's getting their money from. And people aren't always exactly clear with it too. People embellish on their income and it's just, it drives me nuts, especially in the Amazon world on revenue. They never disclose profit. It's, it's such bullshit. But anyways, where does their money come from, right? So let's say that you're going to, um, <clears throat> let's say you're going to get advice from somebody on investing in, uh, I don't know, the stock market. So you're going to call TD Ameritrade and you're going to, you're going to get advice from some dude that's an employee. He's going to tell you where to put your 401k money. Where is he making his money from? He's not making it from the investments. He's making it from an, being an employee. Are you going to listen to him? Fuck no. You shouldn't listen to him, right? It's my opinion. Now, right. if, yeah. so if you find somebody who, like Andy, you know, he's, made, he's doing flipping houses now, or he's flipped a, a couple houses. Now, you might consider listening to him because he's made some money doing it. Right now, if I found somebody who professionally flips houses in California, yeah, I want to ask them to be my mentor. Now, somebody who made money on Bitcoin, uh, I don't know. That's sort of like winning the lottery. I probably wouldn't listen to anybody in that industry who made money with Bitcoin. But, uh, but yeah, it's just also like, let's take the consideration of, you know, buying a restaurant during this downturn. I imagine there'll be deals that we had. This is when people make money. So let's say you want to go buy a restaurant and let's, let's take me for an example. Let's say somebody approaches me, Hey, you want to buy my restaurant for 30 grand? It's really worth three, uh, 10 times that. Well, let's see. Have I, have I ever worked in a restaurant? No. I have, have I ever managed a restaurant? No. Have I ever owned a restaurant? No. Do I have a mentor who has done any of those? No. Now, if I did, maybe, maybe I, I could be mentored into it, but otherwise what the hell are you doing buying a restaurant? Right? So do what you know. And so, yeah, I think that's really relevant because again, as we go into this recession, this is when opportunities are going to arise. And I hate to see people just jump on things because they were, you know, tipped off to go buy Bitcoin on the internet somewhere, <laughs> you know, yeah, Kevin, mentor yeah, is so important. Yeah. I think that's such a great point. And, um, and I think that's, yeah, seeing, I mean, the people to learn from are the people who are in the trenches, right? Who are the people who are doing it every day. Um, you know, I think those are the, the best people to learn from. You know, those, yeah. those are definitely the people to learn from. And um, I absolutely agree with you that um, kind of the, the, the silver lining to all of this, folks, is if you keep an open mind and you really look around, there's so many opportunities right now. Um, you know, even though it's, it's, we're, we're in a, a rough state, there are so many opportunities around not only to make money, but to help people at the same time. Right. And, and that's where, you know, I, I've, I get frustrated and I struggle with being guilty for making money. Right. And it's one of those things that you have to get over. You have to get over being guilty for making money. Um, you know, making money will enable you to number one, follow your dreams, take care of your children and hopefully do some good in the world. Right. I mean, that's, that's really what you can do with, with money and rich dad, poor dad, you know, that's another uh, why it's such a great book is to me, you know, growing up, 
especially if you didn't grow up in a, in a family that had a lot of money. I mean, we were, you know, probably middle class, but like growing up in a family where you don't have a ton of money, you know, a lot of times money is talked, you know, negatively. It's, it's a negative thing because if you don't have it, you don't want to, you know, you don't want it to be uh, something that your kids are like, we don't have money. Our life sucks. Right. So you don't want to teach that. What you want to teach though, is that, you know, money can be empowering, you know, it can be empowering in so many different ways. So I think that uh, Kevin, you make so many great points there. That being said, we, we've gone long and Kevin, you know, that uh, between you, Amy and I, we could probably do a three hour podcast, uh, you know, cause we, we could just chat a, about so many different things, but I, I think that this was awesome. I think people are going to get a ton out of it. Uh, that being said, um, I don't think you have anything to plug, but, but how can it feel free to, if you do, but if, if not, how can people uh, get a hold of you? They can find me on Andy, Andy or Amy's group uh, Kevin Dickinson, just reach out to me. If you send me a, a message on Facebook and you're not my friend, try and send in this first message like, Hey, this is what I need. And this is what I heard you from blah, blah, blah. Rather than just like, Hey, Kevin, you know, and <laughs> or like, the wave or the happy face. I just yeah. ignore those. Yeah. 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 So, hi. Hello. That, that, hello. Great, hi. Hi. Great, hello. Oh, oh, it's like hello. Black. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much uh, for, for joining us. <clears throat> As usual, everybody here who's live, we really appreciate you guys showing up live. Uh, really, uh, you know, once again, we got some great questions today and, and that really um, helps us to, to make the show better for everyone. So thank you guys so much for, for joining us here live. Uh, those of you listening on the podcast, if you haven't done, please uh, rate, review, subscribe. We really, really appreciate that, guys. The podcast is continuing to grow. Um, you know, we're really trying to not make this an Amazon podcast, even though that's kind of how it started. And you know, that's our core still, but we really want to give you guys all the tools that we can, all the things that we're doing, things that we see that are working trends that are working, you know, everything that's uh, you know, that can, can, can help you guys uh, ditch your day job. Because I think uh, when it comes down to it, that's one of the main, you know, when we talk to, you know, most people who listen to the podcast, it's probably their number one thing, right? They want more freedom. They want to, they want to, kick their day job or whatever they're doing now to the curb because they don't enjoy it. They don't get the free time. They don't get uh, time with their kids, things like that. So guys, we really want to help you guys uh, get there. So, um, you know, once again, Amy and I are, are fairly available. Um, you know, you guys can reach out to us. I always give my email, you know, I might get a little spam here and there, but Andy at sellerseo.com if you want any questions directly to me. Um, I really try to, to get back to you guys. Sometimes it might take you, uh, take me three to four days because my inbox just overflows, but I really, really try to reach out to you guys and respond, uh, you know, personally to you. So feel free to reach out. Um, and, uh, we just updated the website, sellaroundtable.com. We got some resources there. We will continue to uh, improve that. We're going to try to put all the resources, all the tools, kind of everything Amy and I do all in one place to make it easy for you guys. I know in the past we've kind of been all over the place in terms of sending you to this website, that website, and that brand and all those things. We want to send you to, to the sellaroundtable.com website and then you guys will be able to navigate from there and hopefully get you guys, uh, you know, what you need from there. Thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll see you 1 p.m. Tuesday. Sellaroundtable.com slash live is the new link if you want to go there and uh, join us live every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Thank you, Kevin, for being here. Thank you, Amy, as usual. Enjoy your pressure cooked meal is it not pressure cooked today it's um slow cooked spaghetti there we go fantastic <laughs> nice. all right guys thank you so much we'll see you next thank time you. on seller roundtable
Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.